وأقولوا في القرآن ما جاءت به آياته فهو الكريم المنزل وأقولوا قال الله جل جلاله والمصطفى الهادي ولا أتأول الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى وإن ذا كتاب نواقض الإسلام The Nullifiers of Islam written by Shaykh Al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab رحمه الله The Shaykh we reached Al-Naqib Al-Rabi' the fourth Nullifier we reached the fourth Nullifier but we did last lesson was not on camera so now we're going to do it inshallah ta'ala Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab rahimahullah he said man i'taqada anybody who believes can i see your copy mhm Anyone have another copy? Oh, you're the Shaykh for Zan as well. Anyone have it? Yeah, can I? Yeah, let me look at this one. Okay, can I have your metal? The small one. Yeah, I'm going to use your one. The Shaykh Rahimahullah, he said, Man i'taqad, anybody who believes, anna ghayra hadi al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, anybody who believes that other than the Prophet's guidance, is akmalu min hadihim more complete than the Prophet's guidance. So he believes there's a guidance greater than the Prophet's guidance. A way that's better than the Prophet's way, alayhi salatu That's what the Shaykh said. Oh, or, anna hukma ghayrihi, or the laws, oh, anna hukma ghayrihi, ahsanu min hukmihi, is greater than his rulings. He believes, there's rules, regulations, laws that are better than the Prophet's laws, alayhi salatu like the ones yufaddiluna who give superiority, they give, they, they glorify. What do they glorify? tawagit, man-made constitutions. We'll speak about what tawagut means in details today, inshaAllah ta'ala. Ala hukmihi, over the Prophet's laws. The Shaykh says, for kafirun, this person is a disbeliever. This person is what? Is a disbeliever. 
I'lam, know my beloved brothers and sisters. Allamani Allah wa iyyakum. Allah educate all of us and allow us to learn. A statement that I'm going to read from to you all that Imam Shafi'i said in his kitab Mukhtalafu al-Hadith. This is the muqaddimah of the kitab Mukhtalafu al-Hadith by Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah. Imam Shafi'i said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to clarify for the people that which he obliged on them. Allah brought the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah made him a messenger and a prophet. He brought us and sent the Prophet to us so that the Prophet will clarify for us that which Allah made obligatory upon us. And also, Ibn uh, Muhammad, uh, Imam Shafi'i said, sorry, Imam Shafi'i also said, and also on the tongue of the Prophet Allah also made some things obligatory which you may not find in the Quran. Just like he is one to clarify that which Allah has made obligatory upon the people. The Prophet clarified it. Are we all together? That the Prophet ﷺ, he clarified um, to the people that which was made obligatory on them. That was his job, ﷺ. But what did he also do? He came with rules and regulations that you will not find in the Quran. Al-Imam Shafi'i went on to say, the Prophet ﷺ guided the people to the straight path. And Allah Taala commanded in the Quran for the people to obey him and made it obligatory on them. And he commanded them to take what he has come with and to stay away from that which he stayed away from والسلام, The obligation of following the Prophet وسلم, is upon every single person who saw him and anyone who would come after him until the day of judgment. That statement is from none other than Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah. Shafi'i benefited us something. That following the Prophet وسلم, doesn't only have to be that which he said that's in line with the Quran. He also والسلام, comes with rules that we need to follow. Because why? He is somebody who has to be obeyed, just like Allah needs to be obeyed. Just like Allah needs to be obeyed, the Prophet needs to be obeyed. But brothers, if you think about it, when it came to the companion statement, when they said, لَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ If Allah willed, وَشَاءَ Muhammad, And Muhammad willed, did the Prophet become happy with that? Or was he upset when they said that statement? When they said, if Allah wills, and then the Prophet wills, the Prophet became upset with that. He said to them, Qul say, Ma Allah if Allah wills. I mean, what Allah wills. And in some riwayat he said, Thumma after that, Ma Muhammad. So he corrected the wow in which they were using. And the wow shows what? That you're making equal Allah's Mashiach to the what? The Mashiach of the Prophet. I mean, the want of Allah and the will of Allah and the will of the Messenger you're making equal, right? But if you look at the Quran, when it came to obedience, Allah used that well. Look what he says, Allah, obey Allah. In the ayah, Allah says, Qul Allah, obey Allah. And then Allah says, Rasul, and obey the Messenger. Why? The obedience of Allah and the Messenger are the same. Because the Prophet's obedience 
is obeying Allah Himself. So you have to obey Allah. You have to obey the Prophet at the same. Everything which He came with is what Allah told Him to come with. So by obeying Him in everything, it means you're obeying who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Walidarika, that wow is used. That the obedience is the same. Allah connects him, the Prophet, to what? To himself all the time. And this is to show you that anybody who doesn't obey Allah, uh, sorry, doesn't obey the Messenger, has not obeyed Allah. However much he claims that he's obeying Allah, if he doesn't obey the Messenger, he doesn't obey Allah. Walidarika, the ulama. Qarnam ba'da qarni, generation after generation, centuries after centuries, decades after decades, years after years, have agreed upon anybody who turns away from the Prophet's laws, turns away from the Prophet's legislations, turns away from it, and doesn't take it into uh, consideration, and says, مثلاً, I'm a Qur'ani, I only follow the Qur'an, that they are kuffarun, that they are what? Kuffar, disbelievers, and they are not in any relationship with Islam. They have nothing to do with Islam. Look what Shaykh al-Islam Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah said in his great kitab, Tahrib al-Sunan. He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nabiullah Muhammad rahmatan lil'alameen. Allah sent the Prophet sallallahu as a what? A rahmah. Rahmah means what? Mercy. To what? To the universe. Allah sent the Prophet sallallahu as a what? A mercy to the universe. Alayhi salatu wasalam. Rahmatan lil'alameen. And he also sent him a what? A beacon of light for those who want to tread on Allah's path. If they want to go to Allah, the Prophet has shined that, he has shined that road for them. He has made light for them in which they can know to go to Allah. Wa he also made the Prophet what? Proof on every individual who's reached puberty and is sane. Every person who's reached age of puberty and is sane. Allah made the Prophet a proof against them or a proof for them. Allah distinguished based on the Prophet's message. Message. Allah distinguished between what? Al Huda wa Dalal. Guidance and misguidance. If you want to know what guidance is, it's what's in, in accordance to Him. Do you want to know what misguidance is? It's anything that's in opposition to Him. Through Him, the true um, guidance and misguidance is distinguished. Alayhi salatu wasalam. And what is deviation and what is uprightness? All of it is based upon the Prophet. Certainty and doubt is all based upon the Prophet. If you're in line with him, then you're upon certainty. And if you're away from his path, then that is doubt in which you have treaded on. If you want to fair, fairly scale somebody, you base them upon how much they are following the Prophet. You base every person. In line with the Prophet's speech, وَأَعْمَالِي the Prophet's actions, وَأَخْلَاقِي the Prophet's etiquette, تُوزَنُ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَالْأَعْمَالِ وَالْأَفْعَالِ Every etiquette a person comes with, we base it upon if it's in line with the Prophet, then it's a good etiquette. Not that we, base, we scale everything on our culture and our way of seeing things. <coughs> we do it in accordance to the Prophet's etiquette and the Prophet's action and the Prophet's speech. If we want to see if a person's statement is right, if the Prophet said it, then it's right. If we want to see if a person's action is correct, we see if the Prophet did this action. Everything, we scale it on the Prophet If it's in line with that, then it's correct. And by following him and taking him as a role model 
it distinguishes us, it distinguishes for us. It allows us to know the difference between Ahlul Huda and Ahlul Dalal, the people of guidance from the people of misguidance. Following the Prophet, taking him as a role model, is what we will know who is upon guidance, who is upon the path that pleases Allah, who is away from the path of Jahima, the hellfire, and the person who is on the path of misguidance and corruption and torment. We will know based upon the Prophet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Allah sent the Prophet at a duration after messengers and prophets came. And Allah threw him alayhi Through the Prophet, Allah guided those who followed him to the best of paths, to the clearest of paths. And Allah tabarak wa ta'ala he obliged upon every single body ta'atu obeying the Prophet وَمَحَبَّتُهُ loving him وَتَعْزِيرُهُ venerating and glorifying him وَتَوْقِيرِهِ and honoring him وَالْقِيَامُ and standing up بِحُقُوقِهِ his rights alayhi salatu salam to stand up for what? his rights Allah made it obligatory on every one of us those statements are from who? Al-Allama ibn Al-Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala He went on to say, sorry, الأبواب, And Allah closed off every door to his Jannah and every path to him, Allah blocked it. And the only path he let open is the path in which the Prophet, the Prophet was upon and his companions. That's the only path that will lead to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every other path, Allah blocked it. لذلك, what did he say? The great uh, Imam he said, Every path is blocked, it's closed, it's barricaded. There's no way to it. Except the person who follows the path of what? There's no way to Allah. You want to get to Allah? All oh, the roads are closed. There's only one road to go towards Him. What is that road? The path of the person who follows the Prophet. Allah tells us, in many places in the Quran to obey him, to follow him, to adhere to his way, والسلام, Allah said to them, Qul say to them, Muhammad, Allah, obey Allah, wa and obey the messenger. فَإِن تَوَلَّوا If they turn away, turn away from what? Pay attention to this. If they turn away from what? From the two that just were mentioned, Allah, obeying Allah, and obeying the messenger. If you turn away from that, فَإِن تَوَلَّوا If the people turn away, then upon them is what they have carried and upon you is what you carried, Muhammad. If you obey him, you'll be guided. Ah, this is guidance. If you want to know a person is guided, they follow the Prophet. If you follow the Prophet, you'll be guided. There's nothing upon the Prophet except what? Upon him is the what? It is the clear conveying. That's all that's upon him, He just needs to convey the message. Whether the people accept it or whether they take it in, that's not his job. Upon him is what? That he conveys the message. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal nabi, O Messenger of Allah, Inna arsalnaka, we have sent you. What? Shahidan, a testimony against the people. A proof and a witness over them. Wa mubashiran, you are one who comes with glad tidings. Wa nadiran, you are one who warns. Uh, this is his da'wah. He's shahidan, wa mubashiran, wa nadira. 
People today, what do they say to you? Why are you overlooking me? Why are you observing my situation? Why are you huh, policing me? Shahidan. You're looking over there, Muhammad. You're looking at their actions and what they're doing. If it's in line with what Allah is pleased with, or whether it's against, that's the job of a person who's calling to Allah's path. Shahidan. You're giving the people glad tidings. You're warning the people. Then a person who is da'wah, it has to be in line with the da'wah of the prophets. He can't just give good glad tidings all day. Uh, he doesn't just give good news all the time. He warns. He warns. Just like the prophet warned alayhi salatu, alayhi salatu you're a caller to Allah with his permission and you're a lamp that guides people see a path to Allah and give the glad tidings to the believers that they will, they will gain from their Lord Allah a great virtue Allah also says say to them Muhammad if you loved if you love Allah if you truly are sincere and you really mean the statement that you love Allah, if you do really love Allah, yeah, follow me as a messenger. If you really love Allah, and this claim of yours, of loving Allah, is genuine and it's real, you really mean that, then how do we know that you're saying the truth? How do we know that it's genuine? We're going to test it. How are we going to test it? The Prophet said, follow me. If you really love Allah, then follow me. So anybody who says, I love Allah, I love him so much, but he's not following the Prophet, then this love is what? It's a lie. It's not true. It's not true. Why? Hassan al-Basri, he said that this ayah is ayah to imtihan wal ibtila, the ayah of imtihan, the verse of testing. It's to test people's love. Sahih? So Allah ta'ala, he allowed us, he allowed us to know who loves Allah and who really doesn't love Allah ta'ala. How do we know that one who loves Allah? We'll just base it upon how much they follow the Prophet. Uh, some people just think following the Prophet means that you follow him in the way you dress only. Uh, some people, that's what they think. And is, if your, is, if your, is your garment above your ankles? And is your beard long? That's all they think and they've understood from following the Prophet. صح? You follow him qalban wa qaliban. You follow him internally, in your heart. And you follow him what? Externally, in all of your situations. As much as you follow him the way you dress and the way you look, you follow him the way he, he was when he was happy. You follow him in that. You follow him in the time when he was angry, the way he would act is the way you try to act. When he spoke, the way he spoke, the way he carried himself. In every situation, you observe that and follow him in that. That's a sign of loving who? Allah Taala. Ibn Kathir said, he got this from Hassan al-Basri. Hassan al-Basri said, A group of people, they came out and they claimed that they love Allah. Allah tested them with this verse. Hassan al-Basri said that. A group of people came out and what they said is, We love Allah. They shouted it on the top of their lungs. When they said that, Allah tested the verse down to test their love. Okay. You really love Allah? Okay. What does that tell you, brothers and sisters? That this claim that something's only my heart, I just see my heart, this ayah, it nullifies that from the roots. Which is that, if, you're, if, if this is in your heart, then let, let it manifest on your limbs. Let it be seen on you. The sister that says, I love Allah, and she's not dressing like Khadija, and she's not like Aisha, and she's not like Ummul Mu'mineen, 
the believer, the mothers of the believers, if she doesn't look like them, then her love of Allah is what? It's a, it's a false love. Because Allah Taala in this verse, He uh, commanded her to follow the Prophet When you follow the Prophet, what happens? فَاتَّبِعُونِي Follow me. Allah will love you. And Allah will what? Will forgive you for your sins. Wallahu ghafurur rahim. And Allah ta'ala is what? He's what? Ghafurur rahim. Also, the Prophet Allah said in the Quran, Man anyone who obeys the what? The messenger. Faqad Allah. Anyone who obeys the messenger has obeyed who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anybody, anybody, Allah is saying this in the Quran. Man anyone who obeys the messenger has obeyed Allah. Because Allah told you to follow the Prophet. You know the famous um, hadith of um, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud عنه, in which he said that Allah cursed the woman that does tattooing and the one who does the tattooing for her and the, and the woman who plucks her eyebrows and the one who does it for her, Allah cursed them. So then a woman said, Yabla Mas'ud, Allah cursed them? He said, it's in the Quran. She said, Yabla Mas'ud, Awa Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, I read the Quran. There's a woman who knew the Quran. She knew the whole Quran. She said, I read it from one cover to another cover. I read the book of Allah. And that statement of yours is nowhere to be found in the Quran. And he said to her, have you read it? She said, yes. She said, what? He said, yes, I read it. She, he said to her, did you read the Quran? She said, yes, I read the Quran. He said, didn't Allah say in the Quran, Whatever the Prophet comes and gives you, take it from him. And whatever he prohibits you from, stay away from. Some people's translation of the ayah, what do they say? means what? They say anything that the Prophet does, follow him in it. That's what the ayah said. Because the ayah says, If you can't tell the difference between If you can't tell the difference, then don't comment on the Quran. There's a farq in the Arabic language between and One is fi'l one is fi'l Atakum means what? Whatever the Prophet brings to you, take it from him. Whatever he brings to you, take it from him. Whatever he prohibits you from, stays away, stay away from it. He read this ayah, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, and then the woman said, mm. he said, and then the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the Prophet said what? That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah wa and he made the hadith. So this was what the Sahabas would understand. Now what the Prophet said is like what Allah said. They wouldn't distinguish between the two. So the woman, she became uh, upset in the sense where she got the matter wrong and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud got it right. So she stood up and she went to Ibn Mas'ud's house. She went to Ibn Mas'ud's house and she said, some of your women actually, she didn't go to his house first, she said to him, some of your women actually do this. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said to come, come. He took him to his house. He said, look at the women in my house. Find any woman who has any of these characteristics and I promise you, she will not stay a day in this house with me. 
They checked, none of them had tattoos. None of them, none of them had plucked their eyebrows. Huh? That's how the Sahabas were. They wouldn't stay with a person whose la'an of Allah is coming down on them. A woman who Allah's la'an is cursed. You guys remember the hadith of the camel, the man who was riding the camel, and then the camel disobeyed the, 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 the owner, and then the man cursed the camel. And then the, the man wanted that, after cursing the camel, the man wanted to carry on riding the camel. And the Prophet said, no, 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 no. Let this camel free. You're not going to let something you've cursed, and Allah's curse is coming down on it. Stay with us. Let this camel free. You cursed it, right? If you've cursed this camel, then the curse of Allah is coming down on it. And it's with us. And the curse of Allah is coming down. Let this camel free, the Prophet said, alayhi salatu So a woman who's like this, whose curse of Allah is coming to you, either let her go free, say, look, you're free to go, inshallah ta'ala. Or let her change her ways. Let her change her ways. وَلِذَلِكَ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى says in the Qur'an, فَلِيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةً أَوْ يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ be cautious of those who are opposing. Let those who are opposing, who are opposing the affairs of the Prophet and are going against him, let them be cautious and be concerned and worried about what? And tusibahum fitna. That they are going to be thrown into calamity. Or yusibahum adabun alim. Abdul Ahmad ibn Hanbal said, fitna here means ridda apostasy. Fitna here means and tusibahum fitna. Ahmad ibn Hanbal said, fitna here means what? And ridda apostasy. The person, the sister would one day refuse to take this ruling and then the next day she would refuse it. Or the brother, the brother, he'll just say, no, I don't want to cut, I don't want to, I want to cut my bid. And it won't just stay there. It will finally become apostasy. They finally say, you know what, I don't know about this religion, it's barbaric, man. It's nothing to do with me. And it will just apostate. And then one, refu one refusal of following the Prophet will finally, or a position of the Prophet, will finally lead to apostasy. That's where it's going to come to apostasy. That's what the ayah says. فَلْيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةً Fitna here means ridda. Ahmed said. أَوْ يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Or a severe punishment awaits them the day of judgment. The way inshaAllah ta'ala we plan to speak about this nullifier and the way we explain it, we'll explain it is in two points inshaAllah ta'ala. The first point is that given superiority this is the first point inshaAllah ta'ala. The first point is تَقْدِيمُ هَدِّ غَيْرِ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Giving superiority to what? To other than the Prophet's guidance over the Prophet's guidance Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab rahimahullah He brought three ways it happens in this book Three nullifiers that he mentioned Muhammad had mentioned three nullifiers of it Are you with me? Giving superiority, taqdeem, huh? giving pres presidents to what? A guidance over the guidance of the Prophet Okay? It comes in three ways according to Muhammad al It's more than that, but Muhammad al only mentioned three of them, which nullifies the person really. The first one of it being that believing that there is a guidance greater and more complete than the guidance of the Prophet That's the that's the one we're on right now. It's the fourth one. The second one that he's going to bring is al-iradu an shariati. The person is turning away. Okay, and we'll discuss what that means. Al-iradu. The person turns away from the Sharia of the Prophet 
he doesn't judge by it and he doesn't go towards it as a judgment. He doesn't judge on it and he doesn't come to it as a judgment. The third that Muhammad Abdab also mentions is he believes that he believes that it's permissible for him to go out of the law of Allah. Okay? And we're going to come to that as well, inshallah ta'ala. And then the first, the last two, they're going to come to us, الكريم, the author, he made it each a nullifier. And we'll discuss it there, الكريم. But what concerns us here is the first one of them, which is the statement that he said, اعتقاد, to believe that 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 other than the Prophet's guidance, is more complete than the Prophet's guidance. The way we plan to go through that is in uh, uh, in different ways. Number point number one. Point number one. Ma'na al-hadi. What does guidance actually mean? What does hadi actually mean? Hadi means a tariq. It means a path. It means a sunnah. It means a way. Alati kana alayha in which the, he was. Alati kana alayha nabi that the Prophet was upon. It is a path. It is a way. That the Prophet was upon. Anybody who believes. Okay? So, Hadi here means at-tariq wa sunnah. It means the path, it means the road the, uh, in which the Prophet was upon. Anybody who believes. He believes that his way and his path is more greater and more better than the Prophet's way of life and the way that the Prophet set it for us. فَهُوَ كَافِرْ That this person is a disbeliever. كُفْرًا أَكْبَرْ He leaves a fold of Islam. It's not minor, it's major. Major. Point number two. Point number two. Why is this nullifier a kufr? And what's the reason? We mentioned it last lesson. Which is that, this is what? The reason why it's kufr is because it's what? It falls under, the asal it falls under is what? He's a disbeliever of Allah and the Messenger. He disbelieves in Allah and the Messenger. Because what he did is rejected the guidance of Allah and the Messenger. And he has placed a guidance other than it. Even that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already told us that the guidance of the Prophet and that Allah's guidance is greater than any individual's guidance, right? Point number three, what's the evidence for this? What is the evidence for this? The evidence for this is <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his statements, that the Prophet does not speak from what? Whims and desires. The Prophet, when he speaks, he doesn't speak from whims. This is all what? It's all revelation from Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Al-Allama Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiti, he says in Adwa'u al-Bayhan, in huwa illa wahyu yuha, he says, ma'anahu, it means, anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la yubalighu anillah illa shay'an, awhahu allahu ilayhi, an yubalighah. That the Prophet does not convey from Allah anything, except it was a revelation from Allah that was told to him to convey to the people. فَمَنْ يَقُولُ Anyone who says, إِنَّهُ شِعْرٌ, that this is poetry, this is magic. This is kahana. It's fortune telling. Asatirul awwaleen. 
it is the stories of the previous people. The lie, the greatest liar of the from the creations of Allah. And he's the greatest disbeliever. And Imam al-Iraqi in his kitab, Tarh al-Tatrib, he says, Allah ta'ala, he described the sunnah as to be what? A revelation. The revelation would come down, just like the Quran would come down. I mean, the sunnah would come down just like the Quran comes down. And Imam Shafi'i, what did he say? And Imam Shafi'i said that the sunnah is a revelation that's recited. Revelation that's recited, he said. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, وَمَعْلُومٌ بِالِضْضِرَارِ Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said, it's known out of necessity in Islam from the religion of Islam. وَبِتِفَاقِ جَمِيعِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And by consent of all of the Muslims. أَنَّ مَنْ سَوَّغَ يَعْنِي أَبَاحَ Anybody who permits, who makes it lawful, who makes it lawful, اتِبَاعَ the following, غَيْرَ هَدِي الْإِسْلَامِ He makes it lawful in following other than the guidance of Islam. He permits this. In following Islam. He says it is permissible to follow other than Islam. It's permissible. It's allowed. Or it's allowed to follow a legislation other than the Sharia of the Prophet. He's a disbeliever. He's a what? He's a disbeliever. That's the first evidence that we've brought. Okay? The second evidence is what? If you dispute one another in a matter, bring it back to what? Bring it back to Allah. And bring it back to the Messenger. If you believe in Allah and the day of judgment. Al-Allama ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah in his kitab, Al-Risalat al-Tabukiyah. Al-Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah in his Risalat al-Tabukiyah. He mentions from page 133 to 134. He says, with the tahqiq of the, the kitab, the tahqiq of that book is Salim Hilali. Ibn al-Qayyim says, وَهَذَا دَلِيلٌ قَاطِعٌ This is a clear-cut evidence عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ يَجِبُ That is obligatory. رَدُّ مَوَارِدُ النِّزَاعِ The point of disputation, an argument, that they have to be brought back في كل ما تنازع Everything we dispute in or the people dispute in from the religion, all of it has to be brought back to Allah to Allah. Warasulih and his messenger. If we have an argument, if we have a dispute, we differ upon a particular issue, who do we bring it back to? We bring it back to Allah and his messenger. La Not to anybody other than Allah and his messenger. You don't bring it back to a holy scholar or Shaykh or this. You bring the back to matter back to Allah and his messenger. Look what Shaykh al-Islam ibn al-Qayyim says. Anybody who diverts that and turns it towards, towards what? Ila ma other than Allah and his messenger. Faqad amr Allah. This person is opposed to the command of Allah. Waman da'a inda al-niza'i. And anybody who calls to, at times of disputes and argumentation, ila ta'qimi ghayrillah. In ruling in other than Allah's law and the law of the Messenger, then this person has called out to the calling of Jahiliyyah. 
A person will not enter into Iman a person will not enter into Islam until every dispute and arguments that the people dispute and argue to he brings it back to Allah's Messenger. Because of Allah says, if you dispute each other in a matter, in anything, anything we dispute each other. Bring it back to Allah and His Messenger. In kuntum, if you are believers, in, look at this, if you are believers of Allah and His Messenger and the Day of Judgment. Look what Ibn al-Qayyim goes on to say. This which we have mentioned, anifan, shartun, it's a condition. In kuntum tu'minuna billahi, the in here is shartia. The in here is a what? It's a conditional. Anifan, shartun yantafil mashrutun bin tifa'i. And if, if the thing that was mentioned before that which is Bringing it back to Allah and His Messenger at times of the disputation and argumentation is the condition of this Iman. So if the shart is connected to the mashrut, okay, yantafil mashrut, the mashrut will go if this condition is not met. So you're not a believer. Fadalla then indicated, the person who rules other than Allah ta'ala and His Messenger, in the times of muqtada al-niza' when there's arguments going on, people are differing. Then this person is what? He's left the what? This person has left the belief of Allah and the Day of Judgment. What you need to ponder here and really understand is what? This is not talking about the leader scale, it's talking to even the general mass. Our khilafat and the niza'at that we have, the disputes that we have between ourselves, it has to be brought back to Allah and His Messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibn al-Qayyim wanted to say in that place. He said, salaf wal khalaf. He said that Salaf, pious predecessors, Wal Khalaf, and the noble scholars after that, the late generation, all of them have agreed. Bring it back to Allah is bring it back to his kitab. I'm bringing it back to the messenger. It is to bring it back to him whilst he was alive. When he was alive, you bring it back to him. And after he died, you bring it back to his what? <coughs> you bring it back to his sunnah. There are many evidences. Allah also says in another ayah, وَيَقُولُونَ They will say, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ We believe in Allah. That's what they will say to you. وَبِالرَّسُولِ We believe in the messenger. وَأَطَعْنَا We obeyed. ثُمَّ يَتَوَلَّى فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ And then a group of them will turn away. They will say to you, I believe in Allah. I believe in the messenger. We obey them both. But then look. A group of them will turn away. After the statement of theirs, Allah then says, These are not believers. If they are called to Allah, and His Messenger, for Allah and His Messenger to be the one that their, their rule is going to be in his, in his hands, Allah is going to deal with it. What did they do? A group of them come with i'rad. They come with what? They come with i'rad. And we'll speak about what i'rad means in details, inshallah ta'ala. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, says in the tafsir of this ayah. He says, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, Allah is informing us of the characteristics of the munafiqeen. Those which show opposite to what they hide. And they say a statement with their tongue which is what? They say it with their tongue. This is a statement on their tongue, which is, we believe in Allah. 
وبر رسولي وبر ابن مسنجر واطعنا ان يبيدم ثم يتولى فريق منهم من بعد ذلك all of this is what they say on their tongue we believe in allah we believe in the messenger we obey them both they mean a lot to us they say this on their tongue but after that ay yukhalifuna aqwalahum bi a'malihim the statement of this is on a position to their actions fayaquluna ma la yaf'alun they do what they are they say what they're not doing when he had allah said about them he said ibn kathir wa ma ulaika bil mu'minin that these people are not believers وَإِلَىٰ دُعُوا إِلَىٰ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ If they are called to Allah and His Messenger, لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَمْ To be judged between it. Ibn Kathir says, A, it means, if it's requested from them, to follow the guidance that has been sent to us from Allah, on the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, أَعْرَضُوا عَنْهُ They turn away from it. وَاسْتَكْبَرُوا They become arrogant في أنفسهم in themselves in following, in following it. Something like that. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said in his kitab, Al-Sarim Shaykh Al-Islam Taymiyyah said something like that as well. So today it's sad that you see a Muslim today being told Allah said this. The messenger said this. It's not a light matter that you turn away. You turn away. Or you say my Shaykh said. If this issue is a discussion and it's a debate and it's a khilafi issue, then bring it back to the kitab and the sunnah. Allah says in another ayah, min Allah. You do not dispute each other in a matter except the law is the rules is going to be found with Allah. You do not differ between yourselves in an issue. The rule is going to be ready with Allah. Allah is going to have an answer for you. Point number four. Point number four. There's a consensus on this issue. There's a what? There's a consensus. Remember I told I said this this uh, this nullifier we're going to speak about in two angles, right? We're still on the first. First point, right? Under the first point, we brought four points under it. Sah? So are we all together? These are the four points that we brought under the first. We haven't come to the second part that we're going to discuss, inshallah ta'ala. There's a consensus in this issue. That anybody who believes that there's a guidance other than the Prophet's guidance, which is greater, than the Prophet's guidance, there's a consensus that he's a kafir. Allamat ibn al-Qayyim, Allamat ibn al-Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he brought the consensus. He said, Ajma'al ulama. The scholars are unanimously agreed, up, agreed upon. Anybody who claims anybody who believes that other than the law of Allah <coughs> is greater than Allah's rules or he believes a guidance is better than the Prophet's guidance he's a disbeliever, misguided. Very good. Point number five. Some statements of nuqulatul ulama. Some statements of the scholars regarding this nullifier. <coughs> if you look at the tenth volume, the tenth volume, Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah's Maju'ul Fatawa, the tenth volume, page 267. Instead of reading it, you can look at it yourself. Second naql, the second statement is as Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah himself. The, there are 20... Eighth volume, page four hundred and what? Seventy-one. Sheikh al-Islam Taymiyyah. Go to Sharh Aqidat al-Tahawiyah. Sharh Aqidah, Aqidat al-Tahawiyah. With the tahqiq of who? Sheikh al-Albani. So get the copy, which is Maktabat al-Islami. With the tahqiq of Sheikh al-Albani on it. Go to um, the Sharh of Al-Izm al-Amsalam. Sharh Aqidat al-Tahawiyah. Al-Izm al-Amsalam. 
Get the tahqiq of Sheikh Albani rahimahullah. Page 200, page, exactly page 200. Read the kalam of Al-Izm al-Salam rahimahullah ta'ala. So not, sorry, not Al-Izm al-Salam, I don't know why I said that. Ibn Abil Izz al-Hanafi, sorry. Ibn, the book is, the sharah is written by who? Ibn Abil Izz al-Hanafi, sorry. Ibn, Ibn Abil Izz al-Hanafi, sharah al-Aqidah al-Tahawiyah. With the tahqiq of who? Sheikh al-Albani rahimahullah ta'ala. If you want also, go to the kalam of Imam al-Shawkani in the ayah that I just recited before. فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتُ وَيُسَلِّمُ وَتَسْلِمُ I didn't recite the ayah, but that ayah, look at Shawkani what he said in his tafsir, Fathul Qadir. The first volume, page 484. Look at Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah's tafsir on that ayah as well. Second volume, 228. Look at the Fissal fil Milal wal Ahwa'i wal Nihal by Imam ibn al-Hazm rahimahullah. The third volume, page 263. Madarij al-Salikid by Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala. Second volume, page 118. The Kalam of Ibn al-Qayyim in his Kitab al-Risalat al-Tabukiya, page 80 to page 82. And last but not least, a great statement, very good detail. Ibn al-Qayyim himself in his Kitab al-Tibyan, page 270. That's the kalam <coughs> of the great Imams, what they said about this particular issue. We're now going to move on to the Mas'alat al-Thaniyah, the second part, way that we want to discuss this issue. And we'll leave that, inshallah ta'ala, for next lesson, bi-idhnillahi kareem. The second Mas'alah that we want to talk about regarding this, this particular naqid. So we've spoken about just the first Mas'alah. And we've, under that first mas'ala, we brought five points under it. Five points. Inshallah ta'ala, we're going to move on to the next mas'ala next week, inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong, incorrect, mistakes, errors, is from me as shaytan. And Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruq wa atubu ilayh.